Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome into Outkick the Show. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I hope all of you are having fantastic Tuesdays, wherever you may be across this great country or this great land. Blockbuster story that broke yesterday afternoon, evening, about the Department of Justice, FBI, raiding Donald Trump's private residence at Mar-a-Lago. We're going to talk about that. The Big Ten is done with ESPN. What will the Big Ten look like on television going forward, and what is the significance of that? Those are the two stories I'm talking about. That's it for today. Uh, But, obviously, where we are starting is with the Department of Justice FBI, 30-some-odd agents in a pre-dawn raid yesterday storming the gates effectively at Mar-a-Lago to conduct a search warrant. And just a background on this, my middle son is playing football. I was going to pick him up for football practice. I had my phone. I was not on social media, not paying attention. All of a sudden, it blew up as this news was happening. Uh, And so I've been tracking this ever since. And I talked about this on the radio show earlier, the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show. Buck and I talked, and my first two questions were, who signed the warrant, which judge, which magistrate, which official, and what are they actually looking for? Those are my first two thoughts when this happened in terms of the procedure itself. So let me start here. It's me putting my lawyer hat on. I have done a limited amount, not a great deal. You guys know I didn't practice full-time for very long, but I have done criminal law. Uh, And certainly, I know a little bit. I've passed the bar exam before. And so, a search warrant. My first thought as soon as I heard that they had executed a search warrant at Mar-a-Lago was, they are intending to charge Donald Trump with a crime. And this is, we use the word a lot, I feel like, in media, And we say something is unprecedented. And oftentimes that isn't true because a lot of things have happened in the 240 some odd years of American history. Most things are not unprecedented. This is unprecedented. We have never had a sitting president of the United States through his Department of Justice raid the residence of a former president the one that he ran against, while that next president, former president, is preparing to run for presidential office. Make no mistake what is going on here. Joe Biden's Department of Justice is investigating the number one rival out there in the entire country to replace Joe Biden. This is what happens in banana republics. This is what happens in third world countries. So what happened here is a search warrant was given and a search warrant requires probable cause, which is effectively evidence that there is a crime, right? And the search warrant has to be reasonable and particular in terms of the evidence that is being sought here. 
So this is not something that would occur, in my opinion, without FBI Director Christopher Wray being aware, without Attorney General Merrick Garland. And I know the White House is claiming that Joe Biden had no knowledge of this. I don't believe that to be true. I don't think that the Biden White House is not aware that their Department of Justice, the AG that they appointed Merrick Garland, is not, in my opinion, conducting a raid of the former president of the United States, the man that just ran against Joe Biden and might run against Joe Biden again, for all we know. Certainly, Trump is planning to run in 2024. There's no way, in my opinion, this happened without the Biden White House signing off on it. We have never seen this happen before. So this is a major and seminal moment in terms of where we are as a country. Now, reports are out that out that this warrant was justified based on classified documents that Trump had at the White House that then got packed and taken with him down to Mar-a-Lago. Uh, and so potentially, this is a National Archives-related issue where there could be charges brought on Donald Trump over some of the documents that he has in his possession. And frankly, I got to give credit to a couple of people that you would not anticipate having these opinions. Andrew Yang, who ran for the presidency in 2020 as a Democrat, tweeted, I'm no Trump fan. I want him as far away from the White House as possible. But a fundamental part of his appeal has been that it's him against a corrupt government establishment. This raid strengthens that case for millions of Americans who will see this as unjust persecution. That's Andrew Yang. Andrew Cuomo, former governor of New York, this is another Democrat, DOJ must immediately explain the reason for its raid and it must be more than a search for inconsequential archives or it will be viewed as a political tactic and undermine any future credible investigation and legitimacy of January 6th investigations. I agree with both these guys. And I have been calling my shot here for a little while. I think what we are headed towards, in my opinion, is Hunter Biden. Remember, the FBI has been in possession of Hunter Biden's laptop for basically two years now. And that laptop is filled with all sorts of tangible, direct evidence of criminal violations by Hunter Biden, the son of the president, and potentially of the president himself. No raids, by the way, that we know of associated with the Hunter Biden laptop or investigation surrounding it, okay? Uh, I think they're going to charge Hunter Biden and I think they're going to charge Donald Trump. And I think Merrick Garland will come out and say, no one is above investigation or being charged with crimes, whether it's the son of the sitting president or the former president himself. In other words, I think Hunter Biden is going to be a cover that Merrick Garland cites as evidence that he's not corrupt to his core and effectively doing the Biden, uh, the, the biting of the Biden White House. So that's what I predicted. Now, I predicted that like a month ago or so. Uh, I think Trump's going to get charged with crimes and I think Hunter Biden's going to get charged with crimes. Now, there's no reason that this warrant was necessary. Uh, you could have put out a subpoena. There was conversations going back and forth between the White House and uh, the archives, the lawyers were all talking. 
To me, this feels like something that could have been easily resolved without needing the FBI to raid pre-dawn Mar-a-Lago. I think it's about sending a message to Trump about what is to come and getting the uh, crazy, rabid, Donald Trump must go away in cuffs base of the Democrat Party, which is a substantial percentage of them, to uh, be in line and be accepting of Merrick Garland, who I think is a feeble, weak, and not very confident attorney general right now. Now, okay, a couple of other things that I think are significant about this. Democrats have been lecturing us that Donald Trump represents an existential threat to our democracy. That is why they have been holding the January 6th hearings. How is it not an existential threat to our democracy to prosecute former presidents who intend to potentially run for president again? Using the Department of Justice to go after your rivals is the very essence of a threat to our democracy. And so you can't lecture me about January 6th and how dangerous it was when you are embarking upon an unprecedented campaign to potentially charge your chief political rival with crimes to keep him from being able to run against you again. This is 10-pot dictator stuff. This is corrupt third-world country governance where you have to win an election Because if you lose the election, you know that you and everyone close to you is going to end up going to prison because that's what your political rivals do to you. That's the world that we've now entered. And this is why I always say, and it gets everybody riled up, you have to stand on precedent and principle over politics. Let me explain what I mean. When I was early in my career uh, in talking about sports, I recognized that you could cut through a lot of noise when it came to, for instance, NCAA investigations by talking to fans of college football teams and saying, okay, your team is under investigation for doing X or Y. What you find is that when one person's team is under investigation, those fans will always excuse it. They'll say, well, that's not really a big deal. Well, who cares if players get paid? Well, everybody does it. If you're a sports fan, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Anytime your school is accused of wrongdoing, that is how fans of that school respond. And so I started saying, you know what? Maybe you're right. Why don't you, instead of it being your school, if you're an Auburn fan and you think you're being accused of improper Uh, violations. What would your response be if Alabama were accused of the exact same improper violations? Everybody says, wait wait, wait a minute, that's different. No, it's not really. The difference is you're inclined to give the benefit of the doubt to your team and against the other team, you're you're uh, you're inclined to throw the book at them, right? The proverbial hanging judge. And so that difference between the way the lenient treatment that you show to your team and the harsh treatment that you would show to your biggest rival with the same issues in front of them represents bias. And there's a lot of bias out there. And what I try to do 
is eliminate bias in the way that I analyze stories. And over time, if you listen or watch me, by and large, you'll start to recognize, hey, you know what? Clay has a set parameter of beliefs that he applies no matter what. And so I'm going to illustrate an example of this. Donald Trump is raided at his private residence of Mar-a-Lago. And many Democrats out there are exulting. They think this is a great thing. More power to Joe Biden. More power to Merrick Garland. Thank God for Christopher Ray at the FBI. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let me just ask you this. If Donald Trump had won the election in 2016, which he did, and as Joe Biden was about to get the nomination to run against him, if Donald Trump's FBI had shown up at Joe Biden's door citing the laptop as evidence of why they were conducting an investigation. And if they had simultaneously raided Joe Biden's home and Hunter Biden's home, how would those same Democrats react? They would say that Trump was an authoritarian dictator trying to knock out his top contender before the election actually got here by using the Department of Justice and the FBI as his own personal shock troops. That's the way that people would respond if they were Democrats. And some Republicans out there probably would say, you know what, this is justified. But the situations would be nearly identical. So if you are arguing differently based on whether a Republican or a Democrat is involved, that is bias. This is an unprecedented act. That is designed, in my opinion, to knock Donald Trump out of being able to run for president of the United States. The reality, however, is I think this actually is going to make Donald Trump much stronger. I think this backfires on Joe Biden, his Department of Justice, and the FBI. Because to me, what it represents is a culmination and a validation of everything that Donald Trump has been saying for years, which is, as a disruptor, all of the people that he is disrupting, the Department of Justice, the Democrats, some Republicans, the FBI, are after him that the deep state is real. And I got to say, I think the reaction to this investigation, to this raid by the FBI, has been more people rallying behind Donald Trump than I have seen in years. In fact, I think people are angrier right now at the Department of Justice and the FBI over this than they were over the Democrats impeaching Donald Trump two times. I think people are angrier over this than they are over the January 6th investigation because it feels to many people as what it is, in my opinion, and that is a political persecution designed to take out Donald Trump because the least 
approved of president of my life in terms of approval ratings, Joe Biden, knows that he cannot beat Donald Trump in a head-to-head election. And so his Department of Justice under Merrick Garland and Christopher Wray at the FBI is doing whatever it takes to try to knock Donald Trump out of contention to be able to run in 2024. And so that is why, to me, this ultimately is working to Trump's benefit as opposed to his detriment. Now, it remains to be seen all the details surrounding this. I'm sure that there will be more and more uh, details to come, but I think the Department of Justice is letting it be known that they intend to charge Donald Trump with a crime. What exactly that crime is remains to be seen, uh, but that is where we are headed. If you want to hear a great discussion surrounding all of this for a very long time, uh, in fact, the entire three-hour radio show today, I would encourage you to go sign up for the Clay and Buck podcast. You can search out my name, Clay Travis. You can search out Buck Sexton, and boom, you can go listen to the entirety of that discussion. What I would close with here surrounding this, uh, this uh, investigation so far is the Bidens are everything the media told us the Trumps were. Hunter Biden is incredibly corrupt. Joe Biden is incredibly corrupt. They have strong authoritarian tendencies. Uh, All you have to do is look at the requirements surrounding COVID and now the FBI itself raiding Donald Trump's residence. These are big, glaring issues that are an incredible danger to our democracy. Uh, Much less serious news. Much, much less serious news. Uh, Reports are out there that the Big Ten, after 40-plus years of partnership with ESPN, they're done with each other. ESPN, according to multiple reports out there, is not going to get a share of the Big Ten's football or basketball games going forward. And the report that is out there right now is that Fox will have a noon Big Ten game. CBS will pay a ton of money to replace the SEC on CBS with the Big Ten on CBS at 3.30 Eastern. And then NBC will have a primetime Saturday night Big Ten game so that if you are sitting on your couch watching games, you'll be able to watch the Big Ten at noon on Fox, uh, the Big Ten at 3.30 on CBS, and the Big Ten at 7.30, these are all Eastern times, on NBC. There will also be games on FS1. Uh, There will be games streaming on the Peacock Network, evidently. Uh, And so there are a lot of different parameters still at play there. Obviously, the Big Ten Network will have their own games. uh, And I would imagine that CBS and NBC will get additional games on top of that. What it means in a broader context is that the SEC is now owned by ESPN and ABC. So the primary college football partner of the SEC is now ESPN-ABC. ESPN-ABC also has the ACC. They have all of the ACC football games. And then on top of that, you also have the Pac-12 and the Big 12 out there potentially for the taking. You would think that without having any Big 10 games, that ESPN would be even more interested in the Pac-12 minus USC and UCLA. 
and potentially the Big 12 as tonnage, if nothing else, to be able to put games on ESPN, ESPN2, and fill up all of those broadcast hours. So Fox has now got the Big 10, uh, and the SEC is now partnered with ESPN. And those two big partners are squaring off against each other. What does this mean going forward? I think it's smart of the Big Ten to be on as many networks as possible because it means all of those networks will be working as hard as they can to promote the overall brand. Love all of you. My name is Clay Travis, DBAP, unless you need to SBAP. This has been Outkick the Show. I will see you guys tomorrow. 